Welcome to another leadership podcast from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Welcome to Leadcast, the official leadership podcast of C3 Church in Southwest Washington. Woo! As always, I am your host, Jared Gillahan, and today I get the opportunity and extreme pleasure of interviewing Pastor Kerry Robertson about the operating in the gift of prophecy. Oh my goodness. Pastor Kerry is founding and lead pastor at C3 Limited Church on the Gold Coast. Limitless of Church. Limitless. What did I say? I don't know. Limited or something Limit- like that. Did I say we're, limited? We're not limited. We're limitless. A <laughs> God. That's limitless. This is what happens when you record at like 5.30 in the morning. My apologies. Limitless Church on the Gold Coast. It's not the Silver Coast, right? Not Gold Coast. Okay, Gold Coast. Got that part Golden Beaches. So, welcome to our humble little podcast. Hey, this is awesome. (laughs) Excited to have you here. So, I'm going to jump right in here. I had the opportunity to hear you preach this past week at C3 Southwest Washington. Did you write it? I mean, I saw you there with the cards lifting up. It, it was awesome. So, oh, there you go. That's great. I, I, I got a lot out you of it. You say that to every guy that comes through this podcast space. I might. Make feel good. I but might, that's okay. but, but it is true. Yeah. No. And the beautiful part is it's recorded, so I get to listen to it again and again and again. Beautiful. There was, there was some good stuff in there. Um, yeah, great message. Incredibly encouraging. But one distinct thing that happened towards the end of the service that I, I would have needed to be completely deaf and blind to have missed. Um, you you came out into the into the crowd and were able to, to drop a couple of pretty pretty uh, distinct prophetic words mm-hmm. and messages on on people. Um, and the the really amazing part about it is that I I know the people that you spoke over, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And so I have the ability to see how accurate and applicable and revelatory those words were for them yes that you don't have that advantage because you don't know them exactly yep pulled it out of the out of the ether Ether. (laughs) out of the kingdom ether yep (laughs) so uh, i wanted to be able to talk about that um and just to start the the conversation maybe share how you would define or describe the gift of prophecy right well okay first of all uh i want to say that uh, what was in operation that day were two gifts. One was the gift of the word of knowledge and the gift of prophecy. So they're, they're two different gifts. Now, uh, you know, First Corinthians chapter 12, I mean, it lists off nine spiritual gifts that are in there. Two, two of them that are listed there, one is the word of knowledge and the other one is prophecy. And so uh, the best way for me to describe uh, the difference between each is that a word of knowledge is knowledge that I receive uh, in regards to something that's ha- either happened in the past or ha- something that's happening present in a person's life. Uh, I, so so a, an example of this is uh, I remember my sister when she was 13 years of age, she had a friend that she wanted to, uh, you know, she was new to school and she thought maybe this is the next girl I can invite to, you know, church, she can get saved and... Uh, she ended up at her house on a Friday afternoon. There she was uh, sitting there, and uh, God topic came up, and her friend uh, made the statement. Now, she's unchurched. She makes a statement. You know what? One of the things that really ticks me off about Christians are the ones that they think they can hear from God. <laughs> and so my sister, I mean, she's 13 years of age. Now, I want to make this really clear. She's never been to Bible college. She's never... Uh, done a 40-day fast. She was just wanting to be used of God. And so she jokes about it, and they sort of said, hi, it's God here. I want to speak to you right now. And uh, they were joking about it. But then my sister just kind of interjected in that moment. She said, hey, but God can speak to you. 
sometimes, you know, it can be an audible voice like I'm speaking to you, but most of the time most people don't do it that way. Sometimes it can be a small, quiet voice on the inside or you're reading the Bible and something speaks to you in that moment. She goes, the other way God can speak to you is through a word of knowledge. She goes, what's a word of knowledge? And that's when God will reveal something to you through another person about your past or present. She goes, for example, you were abused as a kid when you, you were abused when you were a kid. This girl's face just went white, dropped, and she said, wow. who told you? No one's known that at all. Well, what happened as a result of that, seven days later, she gave her life to Christ. That's incredible. It's an amazing thing. So, so my point is, is that uh, word of knowledge is something that is about the past, present. Uh, prophetic is, 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 is foretelling. It's, it's speaking into the future. So I, I try and couple the two together because sometimes, you know, it, uh, it requires, uh, I guess, uh, a word of knowledge for credibility yeah. uh, for that person to go, okay. It grabs the attention. Because if I, if I just go, hey, this is what God says about your future, you're going to be like, going, oh, well, you know, what do you need? But right. if, I, if, I, if I can pull something out of the past, you hear what I'm saying, then it's yeah. like, okay, this guy's hearing from God. Uh, maybe what he's about to say is, is going to have some truth attached have to it. Have some credibility to it. Correct. That's really good. Um, so just for, to add some context, some, some color to this, I'm curious, how old were you when you first made the decision to follow Christ? Look, I'm one of these people that were born in church. Uh, so I've always <laughs> Out of the been, womb of believer, huh? Yeah, I've always, my parents were pastors, so I've okay. always been around church. Uh, I, I couldn't, I, I'm one of those repeat offenders yeah, that yeah. Uh, put my hand up and gave my life to Christ, been on every altar call as a kid, teenager, sure. uh, yo-yoing back and forward. So uh, I, I couldn't tell you when I got saved. I just It's always been there for me. But um, what turned it around for me was when I was 19 years of age, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, okay. I'd been raised in a very traditional background. I mean, the uh, very conservative church. I never, I probably once in my life saw a salvation altar call, but there was never any, you know, altar call for anything else in the traditional church I was raised in. And there were some great things in those moments, but I, I remember uh, at a point in my life where I was actually ready to turn my back on God and and life and everything. My parents had. I was I was a broken teenager. I'd just broken up with my girlfriend. And, but what happened I think, was... I think we were all broken teenagers. Yeah, yeah. But what happened was is that uh, I kind of was ready to run off. And, I, and you know, you can understand, uh, being a pastor's kid, I'd never smoked drugs, never been drunk, never smoked a cigarette. And I was like, I'm done, man. I'm, uh, I'm going to go and smoke cigarettes, get stoned, get drunk, and then go hold hands with lots of girls. I mean, that was my mindset at that time. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I kind of said, God, but I'm going to give you one chance. And I got given a book. Um, it was Benny Hinn's first book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. My mum gave it. Now, you can understand, I'm a kid that's never read a book from beginning to end. I faked it through right. school. Right. For whatever reason, I read this book. And here's a guy who was raised in a very traditional upbringing. And uh, he had this God encounter, uh, a burning bush experience, uh, on the road Damascus experience in his bedroom. God turned his life around. Uh, he couldn't deny it. And I'm reading this going, well, I want this God. And I remember, I can plainly remember it was on an April uh, cold night, Auckland, New Zealand. And I remember throwing this book down, getting on my knees. And I see, hey, God, I want what this guy's got. I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. 
And it was at that moment, man, I can tell you, man, I felt the presence of God into that room. And uh, you know what? I experienced my body was shaking. I, I had this incredible heat come over me. It was very cold, like we're in right now. Right, right. But, but all I can say <laughs> is my head knowledge went to my heart. Uh, something was, was, was enlightened. Something was, uh, I mean, the, the Holy Ghost transformed my life. So that, that's kind of my story. Uh, so I was raised uh, traditional, but I had this God encounter that kind of then led into the call of God sure. that's on my life now. Sure. So how long, how long after that experience was it before you started to realize maybe you had a gift of word of knowledge, a gift of prophecy, and you were able to move within those flows? Well, okay, I, I, I want to... One of the things I've learned over a period of time is that... I'm a, I'm a believer that I can access all the gifts. Yeah, every one of those nine spiritual gifts is something I can access. Now, I might have a strength in certain areas. There might be certain areas you you, you as you lean into this and as you desire these things, you'll find that that you might have a specific strength in a specific place. And so, I know some people that are phenomenal healers, and uh, you know they 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 just. I mean, I know one guy. Uh, I don't know him personally, but I know of his name's David Hogan, based American, based in Mexico. But if he comes across anyone with tuberculosis, uh, he lays hands upon them. Hundred percent of people get healed in that space. You know, whereas others would be lucky to get ten percent. You know, what right, I mean? but that right. is a specific gift that's on his life that he's honed and developed to make happen. So, so I guess I've always been that guy that's wanted to lean into uh, learning. Uh, I guess, how to operate, uh, and I want them all. I, I desire, this is what the scripture says, is desire the gifts. Sure. Especially the gift of prophecy is how that particular right. uh, scripture says, but I, I, I'm, I'm that individual that has just over a period of time watched uh, Lenten and believe God for it. I, I would agree with you. I'm of the same mentality that I, I do believe that the all of the giftings are available to believers. It's a, a smorgasbord that we're all invited to. Um, and that, and that people do have individual strengths, though, and, and callings upon their life. As you as you began to operate in in this particular area, I'm just curious did you did you have the experience of like a full blown releasing of that gift? Was this something that developed over time as you learned to walk in? Maybe maybe describe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it, it was something that developed for sure. Um, I, I think first of all is that um, if we want to use points here. Uh, desire. You've got to desire the gifts. And uh, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. So so there's got to be a desire. I, I think, you know, if, if you don't desire something, everything in life comes out of desire. I married my wife because I desired her, right. if that makes sense. You know, you, you we had kids. That makes sense. Desired kids. So uh, you know, you, you buy the house or you walk into a house that you love because you desire those things. So that, that's how it is. The, the second part is faith. Um, you, you've got to have faith uh, in order for that to be developed in your life. You can't uh, please God without faith. And so it's got to be based on Scripture. Uh, so I, I, I've done seasons where I have memorized and I pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. It says, Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, give unto me the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened and I know the hope of his calling. 
to which he's called me with the riches of glory and inheritance in the saints. And so, but I, I want my eyes to be enlightened. I want to be able to see things that maybe the natural man does not see. And, you know, to be observant, even in the natural, you have to be observant. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you actually have to get focused to go, well, okay, if I look in that direction, oh, look, there's uh, a clock on the wall over there. Does that make sense? And so in this, you've got to do the same way in the spirit. Uh, so you, but, but that is developed by faith. And then there's an expectation that comes with that. There, when, when I step into an environment, uh, I have an expectation that God is going to help me, God is going to use me. There's an expectation that at some point in that meeting, uh, and, and I'm not just talking about church in specific right. moments. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, even right now as I'm talking to you, I've got this expectation that maybe God will drop. Now, he may not, but he might drop something that allows me to step into that space there. But what, one of the things that really has helped me, uh, the you know, the fourth thing is simply this, is that, just step out and have a go. Get out of the boat and have a go. Have a shot. And so there, there I was in the early years. Uh, you know, this is before I had uh, preaching opportunities in church when I was just a young buck that had a desire to be used of God. I, I made a choice. Well, I want, I want to be use this stuff. And you know what? This stuff is not just for the church. Yes, we use it in the church. But God's given these gifts to be used outside of the church. So right. I'd be in the car at McDonald's in the drive-through going, okay, God, give me a word for that girl that's just taken my order. So I've heard her voice. I'm, I'm waiting in the queue and I pull up there and she says, well, that's $10.95, thank you. And I hand over my card, you know, the payment's made. And uh, then I deliver a, a word and uh, before she answers, I drive off. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a drive-by. <laughs> drive-by prophecy, Exactly. And, and uh, you know what? And so, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I've had moments where I've had friends, but I just step out and have a go. And, and I found that uh, as I step out, things develop. So, so for me, one of the things that, that I kind of uh, have learnt is I'm, I'm looking not necessarily for an audible voice from God. That, that uh, for me, I've, I've personally never heard the audible voice of God. My wife's got an amazing story where, she drove a car off a cliff and she heard the audible voice of God. Uh, that's a story in itself. But personally, I've never heard the audible voice of God. And a lot of people don't ever hear the voice. But, but how do I hear the voice of God? Typically in pictures. Okay. So, so, so when I'm in a room, I might see a picture. I might see uh, sometimes for whatever reason, I see like a label on someone's forehead that says leader. Uh, so I, I tend to have uh, a, a, a feeling I tend to have uh, a knowing, if that makes sense, that that's there. Uh, sometimes I may get a picture. I mean, for example, I might see a waterfall, for example, uh, in, in, in a room. And so I'm observant and I might be, first of all, drawn to, to someone in the room uh, over others. And so I might lean into that space and let's say I saw a waterfall um, coming down on you. Well, I don't know what that means. What, what, what do I do with that? Well, I've found sometimes that God's not given me the complete story, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. So, some people that are very gifted in the space, they, uh, they seem to have this flow for three to five minutes. And it's like, did God give you that all the way through? Well, typically, as I found, is that God just gave them one little piece of the puzzle. I want you to think of it like this, like a jigsaw puzzle. So, so, you know, th this is a, a thousand piece 
uh, puzzle, right. lots of pieces in it, uh, but you've been thrown a few pieces and you kind of, uh, you, you start with, you know, one or two and, and then when you do that, you add some more. And so I found the prophetic the same way. So I might lean over to you and just go, well, I see a waterfall and uh, uh, actually I see you standing behind the waterfall. There's a cave on the other side of the waterfall and it's like you're looking out uh, through uh, that waterfall. Now, I, I didn't see you in that cave when I first saw the waterfall, but as I've started right. with that first picture of the waterfall, uh, you know what, I, I, I'm leaning into that space and as I'm speaking that out, I'm getting the next part of the picture right? and then I communicate that and as I do that, then it becomes more clear. So if I can just carry on yeah. with what I'm doing right now, so... I see over your world this waterfall that's pouring, and then I saw this cave. I see you inside this cave, and it's like you're you're looking uh, towards the light on the other side of this waterfall, uh, and it, it's not clear. It's like at the moment there's water that's rushing, and you 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 can see a little bit of color. You can see some green patches and some brown patches, and but you really don't understand what. It's just not clear because there's water that's flowing in front of you. Uh, but but I, but I but then I just see you walking forward and pushing your head through that that waterfall. Now, now this twenty twenty vision, and I, and I kind of feel like you know right now there is something that you're walking towards in your life that uh, is is not clear at the moment. You you've got some light and you're walking in the right direction, but at the moment God has not exposed the twenty twenty vision of what He's got for you. Now now that that's now I've just delivered that to you now. Uh, I've I've kind of flowed with that right now as a prophetic word to you. Now, now let's let's say this in developing this stuff. <laughs> now I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm processing at the same time that I'm trying to follow the narrative. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but 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 what I'm saying is this: is that uh, one of the things you should be as you learn this stuff is be accountable with this stuff. So so then I turn around to you and I can say to you, okay, so. Uh, does that mean anything to you? Or I, or I could say, uh, you know what, does that, you know, like, you know, sit with you right now? Are you in a season where you're kind of looking to that next thing or you're trying to get clarity in something right now? And and that's when you can say, yes. Okay, well, so, so, there, so, so there's straight away, uh, there's accountability. Now, right. if, you, if you said, I have no idea, well, then I can just go, okay, I'll learn from this. Maybe what I was feeling at that moment wasn't quite right if that makes sense. Yeah. But then I can just lean in and go, okay, Father, I just pray right now that uh, you would just right now bring clarity. You'd bring him to a place with 20-20 vision right now. Take him on the path. He's walking in the right direction, but Father, help him, push him through that, that, that waterfall. Let him clearly see this next stage and phase of what you're trying to reveal to him. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm, it, you answered it. <laughs> You answered a couple of questions there that I had that I had queued up that I wanted to ask. Sorry, um, no, to no, ahead. not not at not at all. Um, it's it's great stuff. I mean, I was going to ask you, um, like, how do you do you do you struggle with or or feel a sense of hesitation or questioning of oh is goodness. this God? Did I have did I have some oh my goodness did I have some bad pizza last night and and should I make the leap? And I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing from you is. Take the chance. Take the chance. Uh, I mean, okay. You could be wrong, but so, so but take the chance. Leading up to Sunday service uh, on Saturday, uh, in my quiet moments, I, I'm in prayer. 
um, I'm, I'm, when, I, when I'm doing my message, when I'm in the Word, I, I've got the sense of, God, what, what are you going to do in the service? There'll be times where I'll even write things down. I'll, I'll put it down and, and maybe even deliver that to the place. And, uh, you know, one, a week ago I was preaching for John Pierce and on, on the Sunshine Coast of Australia. And, and I, I got a word. I, I saw some, you know, uh, glasses, uh, reading glasses that uh, had been broken. Someone had stood on them and they, they kind of shattered and uh, I, I didn't know what that meant. So I just sort of stood up and I said, look, I got this crazy picture, but if you're in this room and in the last week someone uh, dropped glasses and you stood on them and they broke, can you stand to your feet right now? Well, three people stood up in the room and uh, I was able to hone down which one it was uh, and I was able to give the word that I felt like God was saying to those people. So uh, there is a hesitation for sure. And there have been times I have been completely off uh, swing and a mess but, but then I've had moments also where I've put a uh, words of knowledge out into the audience and no one's responded right and then afterwards someone comes up and says oh I think it was me right and I was like well, you know you had your opportunity in that moment uh, you know um, God was trying to speak just speak up and you know that happens so often is that you know someone hey you over there stand up and it's like me it's like just stand up anyway if you want the word. Get yeah. up in the place, and you're hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, I I would imagine probably as well that you've you've experienced um, sharing a word with somebody that you've had revealed to you, and they they have no idea what you're talking about, but then come back around some days or weeks later and say, "Sure, I totally I've had those I words. totally understand. Yeah, what you said. Totally. It makes total sense yep. now. And 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 so so so. You've got to understand, prophetic words have got to have uh, a sense of encouragement attached mm-hmm. to them. If if a prophetic word comes that's judgmental, eh, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to brush it off my shoulder yeah, because yeah. you know God's not going to be a God that's going to, uh, you know, mess you. I mean, there, there can be correction, but so long as it's done in a graceful and loving way, right? It, it's it, it's okay. But uh, for someone to come in, and I've seen this where they've come in hard and. You're going to be cursed for this and cursed for that. Well, that's not from God, right? That's from the other kingdom. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, you can get that free any day. Go to work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, you know, to special order any of that. Exactly. Uh, okay, so I mean, you're you're. Can I say though? Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the stepping out, having a go. Uh, the first spiritual gift that I wanted to develop was 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 in the healing space. Uh, one of the things I really wanted to do was pull some out of a wheelchair. Well, uh, my journey to pulling some out of a wheelchair, the first person I pulled out of a wheelchair, and that, this is another story, another podcast. They've got some funny stories in that place. But can I tell you the number of people I prayed for that never got out of a wheelchair? Right. But, you know, to this date, there's two people that uh, have got out of wheelchairs that were told never they you know twenty two years in wheelchairs right they had no muscle but you know what they're walking yeah they they got up they walked and no longer needed that wheelchair anymore but the lead up moment is a lot of stepping out having a go stepping out having a go the sure. prophetic step out have a go and so you can do this in a connect group praying for someone uh, now uh, can I say is when I learnt this stuff and I try and teach people around me is is don't use the God card that says God is saying to you because some young believers uh, 
for, for example, I remember one young believer had one of these wacky girls that always, you know, felt like she had the prophetic gift to give to everyone. And she was uh, unsubmitted. Uh, she wasn't uh, appointed by me as the pastor, but she just felt she could go around giving prophetic words. Well, so this girl's about to get up on stage. It's five minutes before the service starts. And she gets up and, you know, gets in front of her and she says, oh, you know, uh, I've, I've got a word from you from God that you're going to marry this guy. Well, this really threw this girl. And she was like, but she said it was God. And I was like, well, hello. I mean, I remember when I was 22 years of age and a friend of mine, a female friend, we were great friends for a number of years. She said to me, she pulled me aside when I started dating my my wife, I was going to say my current wife, my only wife. <laughs> but yeah, when, when, I, when I was dating her, this is, this is like early, early days. It was on the radar of my friends because I just started. Well, one of my closest friends, now she, she, she was a great girl uh, that I spent a lot of time with. I discipled her. She pulled me aside and she goes, I just need you to know God's spoken to me. You and I are going to get married. And I said to her, I said, that's awesome. I said, you just have to tell God to tell me. But until then, that ain't happening. Right. Right? So, so uh, by throwing the God card, you've got to understand, can throw a lot of people. I like to use the term, I feel like God's saying. Because yeah. then it gives room for, hey, I, I could be wrong. You could be wrong. I could make a mistake. You hear what I'm saying? So, uh, and I try and train my church, I try and train my, my, the people that I'm discipling, hey, if you're going to go that way, don't use the God card. Uh, just, just be naturally supernatural. No, that's really, that's really good advice because I, I do think it's, it's so important for us to, to walk in the humility of the fact that we're, you know, we're not the risen Lord. <laughs> you know, I mess up all the time. I, I mess up just in my day-to-day normal work transactions. <laughs> yes, yes. I make mistakes in my normal work. So you're going to engage with with you know these heavier spiritual kingdom issues. You're 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 still who you are. You're still going to make mistakes. You're totally. still going to have swing swing and a miss. You know? I, I mean, I, I've I've got one of these. I mean, it was I was shocked when I heard the story. I laugh about it now, but I had a season where I had uh, a few. Um, this podcast probably won't get to that other side of the planet, but uh, a few. Oh, we're international. Few, few, few wacky, uh, you know, people in the place, and uh, they kind of pose themselves as the the, the the spiritual ones in the church. Well, th- there were people in our church that were, you know, going through a lot of things with their kids, and kind of felt like they were under spiritual attack. And so this group said, "Well, we can come over and let's pray through the house," which I think is a good thing to do. Sure. Well, they're walking through the house, and they walk into a room. One of them said, "Oh, I feel like uh, there's something on this wall here," and uh, so they all leant in and. Uh, they kind of felt, well, next thing, I think there's a voodoo doll on the other side. Well, the next thing, they were punching through the wall, ripping the, the plaster off the wall because they believed that there was a voodoo doll in that place. Well, guess what? There was no voodoo doll there, and uh, they left a big hole in this wall of these <laughs> these people that were renting this house, and oh thank gosh. God that this family were kind of a little bit grounded. And uh, But you know what? If they were young Christians, they would have gone... Stuff that I don't want to have anything to yeah, do with this stuff. Check out, and that's what we love about C three is 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 we want to be one of the values of the movement is being naturally supernatural. Yeah. Now, now know this that the supernatural is always going to have 
a level of strange and wacky. You, you can never get away from that. Sure. It's just what it is. But we've got to do our, do our best to, to bring it to a place of being, just be natural about it. I remember when I first heard a prophetic word, it was, thus saith the Lord unto thee. You, you <laughs> my children, mean? my children. <laughs> and it was just all those, those kind of out there. I mean, I've heard stories. I was telling Pastor Steve, uh, you know, uh, people standing up in the pulpit and going, thus saith the Lord unto thee, Morse code from heaven. Thus saith the Lord unto thee. Well, that's helpful. And that was it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, so we've got to be naturally supernatural. And so, uh, you know, put a smile on your face. Don't, don't be weird. Don't, you know, don't, don't be violently shaking while you're delivering uh, a word with them. Uh, don't, don't have that little spittle in the corner of your yeah, mouth. And, yeah. uh, just be normal. Be, be you. And have a mint. Have a mint. That's a great, great advice. Uh, do you, do Pass you, do you find it, <laughs> do you find it easier or more difficult when you're, when you're on the road, when you're not on your home turf, like when you're dealing with people you don't know? In terms of the prophetic, I find it a lot easier when I'm outside of my environment. Yeah. The, the, re, the reason is I've got natural knowledge sure. about my people. And so the more you do stuff, the more things are revealed. And so there are some times where I know that I have been asked to come into a place to prophesy over people. I'm stepping into a, a place where um, there's an expectation. The pastor wants me to prophesy over people. Uh, yeah, I remember one, one pastor you know, said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm adding an extra meeting this afternoon. I was preaching in the morning, preaching at night. And if you're a leader in this church at 2 o'clock, he's going to be prophesying over everyone that turns up. Thank God, that's just... <laughs> uh, and I had people walking up to me going, trying to tell me this story. I'm just like, just don't talk right now. I don't want to hear nothing. I just don't... I just want to be able to flow because as soon as I've got natural knowledge, then, uh, you know, if I was to bring something, well, you already knew that stuff before. Right. So, yes, in my environment where I've got friends, uh, it is hard. You can still hear that space, but I find it a lot easier uh, with, with strangers. It doesn't mean I can't use it. Sure. And I try... And I'm trying to lean into this a lot more is, is in my services to, to be able to just uh, uh, once in a while either bring a word of encouragement or have prophetic attached to an encouraging word, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. So I'm leaning into that space to bring hope for the future because let's face it, uh, you know, as you said beforehand, you just have to go to work to get you know, uh, bad news. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, what we're living in a world, we get beaten up. We get beaten up at work. We get beaten up in our health. We get beaten up in our finances. Sure. We're beaten up in our relationships. And last thing I want to do is go to church and get beaten up by the pastor right. with his message. So I, I, I want to come. And I loved, I loved what your pastor did. Pastor Steve did an amazing job just bringing a level of encouragement to that place, uh, you know, leaning in. And uh, I can't remember that, but that I, the, the sushi guy, right? Andrew, Andrew. was his name. I mean, I mean, the smile that went up on his face at that moment. Yeah, I, I love doing those sorts of things. But then I like to bring a let's just bring some hope. Uh, sure, I'm encouraging, but here's some hope for the future. That's good. That's really good. Um, when you when you know that you're going to be ministering in that way, somebody's bringing you in. They they point blank told you, I want you, I want you to prophesy over our people. Is there anything you do to prepare for that specifically? What, what would be the keys to the, the lead up 
to that. Yeah, look, uh, look. as I've said, I have an expectation. I have faith to sure. believe for that. Uh, I get prayed up. Um, one of the things I've learned is when it comes to you know, messages for a Sunday, you can spend hours on the content. Uh, content's just one part of the message. Right. <laughs> I, I, I need to, to bring a spirit that's going to bring uh, the transformation. So, so I'm not just here to bring uh, information. I'm not here to bring motivation. I'm here to bring transformation. That, that's what I want to do. So I, I, I'm praying into that space. I'm praying into that altar call. I'm praying that God would move supernaturally in that place. And so uh, I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, A man that speaks in a tongue edifies himself. That word edify just means to charge himself up. So I'm getting charged up. Uh, and, and, and the scripture says is that, that, that when you're speaking in an, an unknown tongue, uh, it, it, it also speaks mysteries of God. There, there are mysteries that uh, I might be praying into. I'm, I'm just getting in the zone. Uh, so I, I can get my eyes on the wrong things. That's going to just be filling my mind with all the, the wrong stuff. I can be in a, a place where I'm anxious about stuff. And if my mind is on the anxiety of that week, the anxiety of the impossible situations in front of me, it's going to be very hard for me to try and bring hope to your world. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. I've, I've got to just... Uh, push that those, those those things of the world aside. Let's just get into the prayer closet. Shaka You know, I mean, Jesus, I'm believing, Father, you've got words for me. Do you know what I'm saying? And there, there I'm leaning into that space, uh, believing for that. I like that. You not, you're you're investing in a way that's not allowing yourself to be distracted by your own your own agenda yeah. or your own thinking. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I would. It kind of ties back for me when you were when you were talking about the the fact that it's it's often easier when you're amongst strangers because you don't know because when the, when you know too much, you have your own hopes and dreams for people or for situations, and so it's it can be confusing um, or conflicting to you know is this is just just this just my good wishes for them mm-hmm. or is this really God revealing something? Yep. And so I, I, I love that. I think it's great advice, the, the, almost the disconnect from your own conscious trying to figure it out yep. and just immerse yourself in the spirit and allow, allow some things to be downloaded that can be sorted out yep. <laughs> later on the scene, right? Totally. That's good. Totally. That's really, really good. And in terms of honing it, I, I've found when I get around prophetic people, and I, I, wouldn't, I know I've got a prophetic edge to myself. I wouldn't call myself a prophet. I'm not a prophet. I've got some prophetic gifts, and, and, and I know that there are moments that can be stronger than other times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on Sunday, I probably could have leaned in a little bit more and, and, and pulled some other stuff. But there's some other times where it's just like you might get one. Sometimes you get nothing. That's okay. Yeah. But, but I've found that when I get around people that are very talented in this place, as the scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Right. And so what, what happens is it rubs off on me. I watch how they do it. I'm trying to lean in to see what they're doing, how they're saying it. And I'm just like, well, okay, I'm going to give this a go. And I'll find that when I'm with them, uh, you know what? My prophetic lift, you know, gift goes to the next level. It elevates. There's a, uh, there's which, a transference. Which is a good thing. But, but see, over the years, and I want to make this really clear, is that there needs to be order in the house. And uh, if, I, if I don't have the authority to prophesy over people, then you know what? There's a right time and a wrong time to do it. There have right. been times where I've gone, 
hey, pastor, um, this is the word I kind of felt for this person here. Look, if you want to hand it over, if you want me to say it, that's fine. But this is what I felt for them. Does it make sense? Uh, as I've developed it and, and I feel like I've got an authority in this place and have been released to do those sorts of things, that, that's a different story. But in the early years, you just want to... But you know what? Practice on the world. Right. You, you, you right. know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Get out there to Aunt Lucy and, and <laughs> bro, 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 Brother Bucketface and, you know... They're already under nobody, so... <laughs> Feel free to interject God into their world, totally. right? And 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 also, uh, you know what? There's going to be a level. There are some people that use that prophetic gift. They've got a gift of the space. They know they've got a gift in the space, and they manipulate people. Yeah, right. I just want to say this: is that don't ever step into that place. Don't use the prophetic for your own gain. Right. It is the wrong thing to do. You, you've got you've got to uh, you know with good conscience do that. You know, use that gift. Uh, we're going to be judged for stuff that we do for our own game. I, sure. I do this for Jesus, nothing more, nothing less. Sure. Yeah, that's that's good advice. It's, well, a total corruption of the purpose of the gift in the first place. Totally. Because it's not for you. Mm-hmm. You've been given, given that gifting to bless somebody else, Correct. and you're using it now to bless you. So um, I like that. That's great advice. Well, Pastor Kerry, thank you for taking the time today. Um some really insightful things. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this thing about a dozen times. Um, some stuff stuff in there for me personally that I, I'm going to work through and process through that was Come encouraging. Come on, walk through that cave, pop your head that through that getting, uh, waterfall. I'm getting through the waterfall. Get some 2020 vision. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. In the spurt. Well, thanks for being here, really. Uh, seriously, sincerely. Uh, well, great having you here this last week. Great having you here on Sunday. Right. And, and great having you here this morning. I appreciate you. Love this you. place. Love this church. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. God bless you. All right. Well, folks, uh, that's all we have for today. Um, So until next time, I'm Jared. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.